This is Danny Sprinkle, head coach at Utah State uh, from Helena, Montana, and Montana proud. And I know it's a big week up there, so go Cats, uh, but go Aggies also. Uh, thanks for joining us on the Talking Grammar podcast. This is episode 75. What's going on, everybody? Uh, as you just heard, Danny Sprinkle is the guest on this latest episode of the Talking Grammar podcast. Glad to be back doing this podcast finally. Um, took a little over a month off. Haven't had one since uh, since just before Thanksgiving. So glad you are watching again. Glad you are listening again. And glad to be back doing these again. Uh, hopefully get back on the saddle and uh, doing every Tuesday Talking Grammar podcast. This, as you just heard, is episode 75. This is... A special guest with uh, Danny Sprinkle, the Utah State head coach, as I record this on Monday. Um, He is the coach of the number 16 ranked Utah State Aggies. They're coming to the pit this week to to play the UNM Lobos, who just a couple days ago knocked off another ranked Mountain West team, and that was San Diego State. Number 19 San Diego State was beat in the pit in a sold-out pit on Saturday on a nationally televised CBS broadcast, and uh, things went, obviously, everything went very well for the Lobos that day. They are receiving votes in today's Associated Press Top 25 poll, as are five other Mountain West teams. There is Utah State, the one ranked team in the AP Top 25 today. There is Colorado State, one spot out of being ranked. There is San Diego State, two spots out of being ranked. Boise State and Nevada are both seven spots out of being ranked. And New Mexico is 12 spots out of being ranked. But for the Mountain West Conference right now, to have six teams receiving votes from the 63 Associated Press Top 25 voters around the country, I, I don't know that they've ever had six teams get voted or receive votes in the same week. Um, not only is it unprecedented, um, it, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's unprecedented, not only is it unprecedented, it's a sign of respect for a league that actually has an outside chance to get six teams into the NCAA tournament based on current net rankings and uh, Ken Palm rankings and all these rankings that go into the NCAA selection committee's uh, process while their their criteria that goes into selecting teams for the NCAA tournament. Obviously, the Mountain West gets one team in with whoever wins the Mountain West tournament. So that's the automatic berth. But right now, they got six teams in the top 50 on KenPalm.com and six teams top 50-ish range net right now, this is a conference that as long as they don't get picked off by the bottom teams in the conference, we're talking the Fresno States, the Air Forces, um, maybe the San Jose States, the teams that don't have good metrics, Wyoming, as long as one of these good teams doesn't have a bad loss against one of those and they just keep splitting against each other, just beating each other up and and holding serve on their home court, which the Lobos have done so far at 9-0, then this, this could be the third straight year that the Mountain West gets four teams into the tournament. Maybe five teams, maybe six. I think four right now, though, is is the is the bottom. Um, I don't know that they will get six. I, I don't think they will get six, frankly, uh, but they could. Um, the math right now shows that six teams are in the uh, in the conversation, if you will. Um, and at the top of that list has been a remarkable story in Utah State and Danny Sprinkle. What he has done in his first year, he came over for, over from Montana State. Uh, actually played Richard Patino's Lobos in, in Patino's fourth game as a Lobo uh, head coach two seasons ago in the non-conference. Uh, Montana State came and played the Lobos in the pit, 
And uh, it was a one-possession game. It was a, a three-point Lobos win. So Danny Sprinkle knows the pit. He actually played in the pit, he tells me in this interview, um, which I didn't know. Um, he played in the pit as a, as a player in the NCAA tournament one year. And um, he's also good, really good friends with uh, former, now former, UNM Lobo assistant Eric Brown, uh, who reunited with him at Utah State and joined his coaching staff this offseason. So there are now two Lobos, former Lobos, on this Utah State staff that um, uh, in Eric Brown, who spent two years under Patino, and Andy Hill, who spent his first season with uh, Richard Patino and the Lobos um, before going back to Montana State to work for Danny Sprinkle and then transferring over to Utah State this past offseason with him. And uh, that's something Richard Patino pointed out. And while he still really very much likes Eric Brown and very much likes Andy Hill, um, he has a, a message to the student section at the pit for Tuesday night's game. I haven't watched them. I mean, I know Coach Sprinkle's done a great job. I've got uh, two assistants uh, who left me to go there, so I make sure the student section just crushes Eric Brown and Andy Hill. Both, I love them both. They're great guys, and, and Danny Sprinkle's doing a great job. I haven't watched much of it, so uh, we'll, we'll certainly enjoy this today and then turn the page tomorrow. All right, so there you go. That was Richard Pertino on Saturday afternoon after they just got done beating number 19 San Diego State by 18 points uh, in a sold-out pit. Great atmosphere for the Lobos, obviously. And uh, Patino, I'm sure, knows a lot more about Utah State than he was letting on on Saturday. But uh, coaches are very much of the uh, one-game-at-a-time opinion. So right after a big win at San Diego State, uh, he wasn't probably going to get into too much detail about what he knows and what he's expecting from Utah State. But he does have a lot of respect for them. I've, I've talked with them throughout the season. And uh, as Utah State's been on its run, for those that don't know and don't understand why Utah State is number 16 in the country right now and the only team that's being ranked out of the Mountain West. Um, they are 16-1. and They are 4-0 in the Mountain West Conference so far. That includes wins over Colorado State. That includes a win controversial. Uh, we talked to Danny Sprinkle about the ending of Saturday's win at UNLV um, a little bit, but a road win at UNLV on Saturday. That's the place that the Lobos just lost uh, on Tuesday, last Tuesday at UNLV. So, um, yeah, UNLV's been, I mean, Utah State's been playing very well. Nation's longest active winning streak at 15 consecutive wins. So this is a very good team. And for, for a team in Utah State that Danny Sprinkle took over and had zero points coming back from last year's roster, they did have a player who had some assists and rebounds but had never scored, not one returning point on this roster. For, for them to be a, a nationally ranked team, 4-0 in, in league play right now, it's, it's remarkable. Um, they are led by a really good Montana State transfer, uh, followed Danny Sprinkle, point guard in Darius Brown second and he is he's fantastic he he doesn't make mistakes um it's going to be really fun to watch him on Tuesday night in the pit um and all season long frankly but they also this is this is really um maybe the surprise uh, I would say if, if anything is a surprise about Utah State specifically other than the fact they as a whole are doing so well I would say I did not expect their big man six foot eight 250 pound forward great Osobar from England to, to be as dominant as he is. If you don't know the name, you will. Um, he is the second in a row, not just the second ranked team coming into the pit uh, Tuesday night, the second big man in a row who is absolutely in the conversation for national awards. If you look at KenPalm.com, he 
the website, the analytics-based website for basketball, uh, has everything based on statistics, based on just production, just exactly what the players are doing on the court. Not not the eye test, not the um, any biases that can come into play from what part of the country, what region uh, a voter may be in or, or an analyst may be in. This is all based on numbers, all based on production. And he has, Ken Palm does, uh, KenPalm.com has a top 10 every every year uh, or uh, an ongoing one for Ken Palm Player of the Year. And let me read you these standings right now to get an idea of just how good the competition right now in the Mountain West is compared to these national programs. And the top 10 for the Ken Palm rankings nationally right now, Zach Eady, defending National Player of the Year. He's the seven foot four center for um for the Purdue Boilermakers, who were number one until the, until today when UConn took over, number two Kyle Filipowski for Duke. He's a seven footer. Um, those those two guys are going to be playing in the NBA whenever they decide to go to the NBA. Number three is Jaden Ladee for San Diego State, who the Lobos frankly shut down on Saturday. He ended up with 15 points, but eight of them were scored in the final four minutes, 4:22 actually. More than half his points were scored after the Lobos had a 20-point win, or a 20-point lead, rather, and it was garbage time at that point. Um, Deron Holmes, number four for Dayton. Number five, Johnny Broom from Auburn. Number six, Mark Sears from Alabama. Number seven is R.J. Davis from North Carolina. And then at number eight in the National Player of the Year rankings for KenPalm.com, the second Mountain West player, and that's Gray Osobar for Utah State. So two of the top eight players right now in the statistics-only Ken Palm rankings for player of the year in college basketball. We'll be visiting the pit in a three-day span, and it, it's it's remarkable, really, in a lot of ways, but especially for a conference that, as the Pac-12 disintegrates, is basically about to take over and take its place as the premier conference in the West. Now, the West Coast Conference still has Gonzaga, who, by the way, is not ranked this week either and has less votes than all six of the top Mountain West teams. Um, no other team in the West Coast Conference has more votes than those six Mountain West teams, including New Mexico. Um, so so really, in terms of what's out West right now in basketball, there, there's not going to be a better conference going forward after this season than the Mountain West. And you could argue the Mountain West is already right now better than the Pac-12. In fact, statistically, I, I think in, in some ways it already is. So th- this is a great year for the Mountain West Conference. It's uh, it's fun basketball to watch. I, I'm lucky enough to get to travel and watch all the Lobos road games. Those of you here around Albuquerque that, that want to see some good basketball, there's good basketball being played in the pit, whether you like the Lobos or not. The uh, the opposing team uh, probably will give you something to uh, to cheer for or um, be entertained by because the Mountain West this year is, is that good. So let's get back to it. Our guest today is Danny Sprinkle. Um, he's in the conversation, at least at the midway point of this college basketball season, for National Coach of the Year for what he's been doing at Utah State. It should be a fun one on Tuesday night. Um, young coach, energetic coach that really has things rolling well right now for the Utah State Aggies. And it's it's uh, kind of remarkable in some ways uh, just how good they're doing, and, and we do talk about some of that. But uh, hope you enjoyed this conversation I had with Utah State head coach Danny Sprinkle in Episode 75 of the Talking Grammar Podcast. <laughs> Perfect. Even got a little plug-in for Montana. I Montana like it. State. Montana, Montana State. State. Montana State. Let's be clear. I'm yeah. a and uh, and we're we're gonna go ahead and get going here. I'm a New Mexico State graduate covering the Lobos, so I understand the importance of getting the state into the name. And exactly. so my apologies there, exactly. Montana State. 
Um, look, you've been asked this uh, a, a ton already. I'm not going to belabor the how surprised are you kind of question because I, I don't think a coach goes into this ever thinking what he's working on isn't going to work. You, you yeah. hope it's going to work. And then when it works, you don't sit there and say, wow, I can't believe what I was doing is working. But I will ask you this. Um, the success you, you've had and the program has had, how have you seen maybe the team and the people around the program maybe buy in a little more or or evolve um, as the successes come? Sometimes you need that validation. Yeah, yeah. The one thing, and even when I took the job at Utah State, I never worried about that. You know, this it's a rabid fan base, man. Like, they, you know, they, they expect to do well. And uh, regardless, they support you. They support your players, your program, and – it's important to the Cache Valley community. And so I always knew how important it was. And, uh, you know, our fan base doesn't need to be validated. Like, we know who we are. And, and uh, you know, are they surprised? I don't I don't, I don't, don't think so, you know, because that, that's what they expect here. And, uh, you know, our players, you know, we have an expectation and a standard that, you know, that we want to play to. Does that mean we're going to win every game? No. But, like – there's certain things, you know, from a competitive standpoint, toughness standpoint that that uh, that I'm really pleased with, you know, how the guys have, you know, adapted to that. Now, you you are um, for for a lot of the people watching this one um, are, are going to be Lobo fans. They're they're going to be welcoming you into the pit. You are familiar with the pit. You are familiar with uh, Lobo <laughs> basketball a little bit. You got a couple former assistants that uh, Richard Patino um, yeah. the other night. uh certainly recommended to the student section that you guys will be sitting next to give Eric Brown and Andy Hill a hard time. Um, he, yeah. he speaks highly of both of them, but uh, let's, let's start with the pit. What's your uh, recollection of, of the pit? I love it. You know, I mean, uh, I've, I played there, you know, in the NCAA tournament when I was at Montana state, my freshman year, we won the championship and we played Syracuse in the pit. And okay. so the pits always had like a special meaning to me you know, because of obviously it was, you know, the one chance to play in the NCAA tournament. It was in, in the pit. Uh, I coached there as an assistant. Uh, I also took our team there, um, Coach Patino's first year when I was at Montana State. Uh, and the game came down to the last couple minutes. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, it's a terrific environment. And if I remember right, that was on like a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon. And there was still like 13,000 people there. Like, you know, but that's, 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 that's what's awesome about the pit. And our place, the spectrum, like it, like that's college basketball, you know. And uh, I mean, I I love competing against you know the Lobos and and uh, you know that environment. It'll be rocking tomorrow night. That was uh, for for here anyway. Uh, Patino's fourth game. Um, no, no, no. Um, that was Patino's third game. And uh, yeah, you guys were eighty one seventy eight was the final there. Montana State came in November twentieth, uh, two thousand twenty one is when you. Uh, you brought your Montana State um, team into the pit. So um, you've coached here. Uh, I want to ask about Eric Brown and Andy Hill. Let's start with Andy Hill. Uh, what's your connection with Andy? Well, I, he, you know, he's basically a Montana guy. He's from yeah. Spokane, but he spent, you know, so many years at the University of Montana. Uh, you know, there, there was he, – he wanted to get back to Montana. Um, you know, there was obviously some things that happened that um, – so I was very fortunate to get him. Uh, he obviously loved his time, you know, at New Mexico and, you know, loves coach Patino, the staff, uh, in the university, but it was just, 
it was kind of, I got very lucky with the timing yeah. and, and being able to hire him um, at Montana state. And he's a, he's a tremendous assistant coach. He, uh, one of the funniest guys in the world, you know, I mean, I'm sure everybody that knew him in Albuquerque still loves him. Uh, they'll, they'll be razzing him tomorrow night, but he, uh, he's been phenomenal for us. What about EB? He's a guy that I, I believe if I'm not mistaken, you guys were roommates back in the day, huh? Yeah. We've always been tremendous friends. Uh, I lived on his couch my first year coaching. We're, uh, we coached together Cal state Northridge. And I mean, I was the, the director of ops. I got a meal card and they, uh, they paid for, uh, a little bit of a dorm room, I guess you could say. And, uh, but I, I, spent most of the time on his couch uh, with him and his roommates at the time. And so our relationship goes back, like I said, 23 years. Um, you know, he, he's one of my closest friends and, and that's, that's the only reason he came to Utah state. You yeah. know, if we weren't so didn't have that bond, I mean, he would have never left there either. And he knew, he knew how good New Mexico was going to be this year. And so it, it was very hard for him to leave. Well, he certainly played a part in getting some of these guys here that are, yeah, that are going to give him a headache tomorrow night and give you a headache tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. um, he, uh, he was a big part of, I know the recruiting process here. So um, they, they miss him, but I know when he left, he told me the same thing that it, it, it there, there weren't a whole lot of places he would have left what he was leaving for. And uh, to work with you was one of them. Um, so, so tip of the hat to you there that he, uh, he left what was a pretty talented Lobo roster. I'm curious when you look at, at the Lobos, what does an opposing scout, an opposing coach see in this Lobo roster that uh, you can tell me the day before a game? <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, it's scary. The more film you watch, the scarier it gets. Um, I mean, obviously, I've I've seen Jalen House play since he was in high school. Like, I, I know how good he was, AAU. Uh, Donovan Dent, you know, when I was at Montana State, you know, I think we were the first school to ever offer him a scholarship. And, uh, you know, his coach, Josh Giles, is a great friend and runs a tremendous program at Corona Centennial. But and then even playing against Mashburn, you know, two years ago, and you know, seeing the guy, the, the way they recruit. I mean, they recruit a BCS level like I mean, they got a, a unbelievably athletic, talented team. And like I said, the more you watch them on film, you know, you get a little more scared because it's like, oh, man, they like. There's not a lot of weaknesses. They're athletic. And then you you throw the pit on top of that. And, uh, you know, we're going to have to play our best game on Tuesday night. Let's shift to your team. Uh, your team is off to, I mean, you, you know the numbers, but 16-1, nation's longest winning streak right now at 15. Um, all, all those things are great, but from game to game, those things don't necessarily matter. How have you been able to keep them, I guess, from getting maybe caught up a little bit or maybe a little distracted in – a winning streak that starts building and building and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, we don't talk about it. Um, we have not once talked about being ranked in the top 25. We haven't talked about the winning streak because like you said, it does. The pit doesn't care. <laughs> the Lobos and coach Patino, they don't care that we have a winning. They don't like, nobody cares. It's you have to keep getting better. And the only way people care is when you win that last game of the season. And so you know, we have we have a lot of work to do. We didn't we didn't play uh, very clean, I sh mostly offensive or defensively against UNLV, and you know we we have to get a lot better uh, before tomorrow night at eight thirty. I, I will ask. I I probably wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't ask. The finish of that game was something I had never seen. Um, I can't imagine you'd seen it very often. Um, no. 
there's no reason to apologize for any kind of uh, way some games happen or anything like that. But what was your perspective on a five point play in under 10 seconds um, to, to end a game like that? Yeah. I mean, we, we show situations uh, to our team at least once a week from all around the country. I think sometimes it's better to coach your team from somebody else, sure. whether they do something good or bad. So we always have like 10 clips a week uh, from games all over the country. And you see how many games are lost by a team getting an offensive rebound when everybody's just watching, hoping the ball comes to them. And so like we, we coach our guys like, Hey, in that situation, like you got to fly to the offensive boards and, uh, and their guy, like his, his intent was right. Like to go box out. And I don't know if he kind of lost balance a little bit, but when you hit, I mean, great six, eight, two fifty. Yeah. He's not just going to drop to the floor. Like their guy came and hit him. Now I know Lobo fans and all, they don't, or I'm sorry, rebel fans. Oh, I'm sure Lobo fans do. Oh yeah. They they don't want to admit it. That's fine. But you know, that was one call. Yeah. Did it happen at eight minutes? But first off, it was a foul. I don't care what you say. It was a foul. Cause if he, if we had done it, they'd be going crazy. Sure. And so, you know, but there was, there was lots of opportunities throughout the game. Um, and I'll give credit to our guys. Like we made the plays. Okay. We made the three pointer. UNLV didn't make that three pointer for us. Great made the two free throws. Okay. In a pressure packed environment, they didn't make those free throws. We did. And so I got to, I want to give our guys credit. And uh, was it lucky? Yeah. Like you need, you need some luck, you sure. know? And, uh, but I also think that if great didn't make the effort to go to the offensive glass, that never happens. Great made the effort. Their guy tackled him. That's 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 not our problem. Great was named uh, just earlier today uh, Mountain West Player of the Week. He's been getting yeah. plenty of accolades. Um, I I actually was I'm a big Ken Palm guy. I I was looking at Ken Palm earlier and and I didn't notice this until today. So if he was there before, I didn't know. But he's he's now on on Ken's top ten for uh, player rankings uh, for the Ken Palm Player of the Year. And um, he, he's having an outstanding season. What can you tell us and, and uh, people here in Albuquerque about great, where he's from, how you got him, and uh, just what he uh, what makes him so good on the court? Yeah, he's from uh, he's from up north in England. Um, I have a, an assistant coach on my staff, Chris Haslam, who, who's from England. Uh, actually, actually, really close to where Great lived, and uh, so we have we have a lot of connections over there. We had a great pipeline to Montana State. Um, we had, you know, the MVP of the conference, defensive player of the year, uh, Jabril Bello uh, from England. We had, you know, four or five other guys, too, that were tremendous for us there. Uh, but Great was a backup. He played behind Jabril the first two years. And, you know, that that was the talent that we had at Montana State. Um, we always knew how good Great was. And we knew it was only a matter of time, like, once he just really kept maturing and he's still maturing, he just turned 21 like a couple weeks ago. And so, you know, the sky's the limit for him. Uh, we got him during COVID. So nobody else could see him. Like we'd already seen him twice. Um, you know, I think maybe Drexel or somebody might've recruited him a little bit, but um, now did we know he'd be this good? No, you know, no, nobody ever does. You never really know until you coach a kid, but he's got, he's got everything that great players have. Like he, he's got a toughness to him. He's got a swagger to him. He thinks he's the best player on the floor every night. Uh, 
you know, and he, and he believes it. And trust me, like it drives me crazy sometimes, but like he believes it. And, but that's what makes him good. And I don't ever want to take that from him because, you know, that's, that's what makes him special. Yeah. Two quick ones and, and I'll let you go. Um, I know it's a busy time. Uh, Darius Brown, obviously playing at a really high level himself and kind of a floor general type for the, the old basketball cliche, but what does Darius Brown bring for you guys? Leadership, maturity gets everybody organized. He's an unbelievable point guard. He's old school. He's a throwback. He he's getting his teammate shots. You know, like you could see he wasn't very aggressive against UNLV. Uh, but then at the end of the game, when he needed to make shots, he made two huge threes. He had a huge pass to great where we could have tied the game uh, with like 20 seconds left. But he just he makes the right play. He makes the right play. He's a tremendous defensive player. And, uh, you know, he's going to have to be great tomorrow night. Last one for me, and this is one I did get from media day, talking to your guys, Ubuntu or Ubuntu. You yeah. pronounce it better than I am, sure. Um, I, I will tell you uh, that word. I'm going to ask you where you got it from, where, where it comes from. But first, I want to tell you what Darius explained to me on what that means to him is I can't be all I can be unless he can be all he can be, meaning his teammates. And it's about uplifting one another to get the best out of yourself and the team. Um what is that word? What's its history? And why why is that a word you guys break huddles with and sort of use as a team mantra? Yeah. Um, you know, and how it, do you say it? it? It's Ubuntu. Okay. You know, and uh, and that's what, you know, it was actually, I was an assistant at Cal State Fullerton. And we had a, a very, very talented team. And we were trying to get them to come together. And I remember I was just YouTube and motivational videos trying to find something that could spark our team. And it was the Boston Celtics, like in 2008 or 2009, when KG, they had all that talent, but they needed to like sacrifice and play for each other in order to win a championship. And that's what they did. But that was their motto. And so we kind of we brought that to Cal State Fullerton and uh, we ended up going to the NCAA tournament that year. And I'm not saying it's because of that, like we had some really good players, but it kind of got guys, I think, thinking like not it's not about me. It's about us, you know, like I can't score if somebody doesn't throw me the ball. I can't get a rebound unless somebody misses a shot, you know? And so everything in this, in this game in basketball, you know, you, you have to rely on your teammates. It's, it's a team game. And, uh, you know, we try to kind of facilitate that to even lead off the floor, you know, like in the community and community cert, like everybody just, just be a good person. No, it's not all about you. And even if, like, great. He's getting a lot of accolades right now. Our team is getting patted on the back a lot. Okay. Well, we don't win some of those games without those fans in the spectrum. You know, it's not just us. Like, it's everybody in the community that's supporting us. And and uh, and once you realize that, that's when you can really start, you know, being great and being excellent. Danny, I appreciate your time. I know it's a busy day. You got uh, you got some travel ahead of you, too, and, and a fun one that in the uh, coming up. Um, I will uh, sign off with this. I don't know if you're a coach that enjoys the the wins at all or just kind of moves on to the next one, but hopefully at some point you can enjoy what's been a remarkable start to the season and uh, coaching career at Utah State. You guys have been doing great, so look forward to seeing you guys in person tomorrow night. You got it. Appreciate you having me. Thanks. Yes. Talk to you later. All right, well, there you have it. There was uh, my conversation with Danny Sprinkle the head coach of the Utah State Aggies, and and I appreciate you guys for, for listening and getting back on board um, with the Talking Grammar podcast, the return 
after the holiday break of the Talking Grammar podcast. Hopefully, uh, this will be back on the rotation every Tuesday. We're going to have a new interview with you. Could be an opposing coach. Hopefully, it'll be some Lobo players uh, when they're available. Uh, some Lobo assistant coaches and, and uh, Richard Patino again at some point, I'm sure, too. And uh, I'll also have talked to a few other people outside of Albuquerque, um, outside of the Mountain West Conference right now that uh, that have said they'd come on the show. So hopefully, we'll get some, uh, some regular rotation going back with this uh, Talking Grammar podcast. Appreciate you for watching. Follow our coverage uh, online. Every game is we're, we're blowing out as best we can the coverage of Lobo basketball this season, and that includes men's and women's teams. Ken Sickinger just is killing it again with his women's basketball team coverage in the abqjournal.com print edition and online, and uh, hopefully you're following all our coverage, our high school coverage with James Yotis. Everything uh, we're doing at the Albuquerque Journal right now is to, to give you guys what you can't get elsewhere, and that's local coverage, in-state coverage of, of high school and, and college sports. So really appreciate you guys for, for watching this podcast, for listening to this podcast, however you're consuming it, and hopefully we will get going again on a regular basis with these. Want to hear from you. Your feedback is always welcome. Grammar at abqjournal.com is the email address, or you can get me on X at any time you'd like as well. And I'm at Jeff Grammar. Remember, that's Jeff with a G. And uh, again, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening or watching the Talking Grammar podcast, part of the Albuquerque Journal Podcast Network.